Welcome back. In this episode, it's all about mesh lights. Mesh lights are those things that are light sources, much like the light objects we've just discussed in the previous episode, uh, that, but it's surface areas that are emitting light. So usually on a 3D object, you can have either one surface that covers the whole object, or you could have different types, like this could be defined as rubber, and this could be defined as shiny white plastic, or if it's a piece of clothing, you could have a metal-y kind of belt buckle, and so forth. So all that is uh, possible, and that's usually done when the 3D object is created, and uh, you can take advantage of that. So for example, the things you can make with mesh lights are if you had an architectural set and the designer has put a desk lamp or ceiling lamps in there, you could find those surfaces and then turn the emission channel on in that surface property and then the light comes directly from there. So that's a very realistic effect. So on a desk lamp, find the light bulb and turn that into an emissive object so that actually light comes from where the bulb is, not just from where some light object is arbitrarily put there. And then you can change the intensity of the light and the size of the light and all that. Or another option would be if you create a regular primitive uh, with Das Studio and then turn its surface properties to emit light, then that mimics the effect that a photographer in a studio would get with a light box. You don't have to build the light box, all we're after is the lighting effect. Let me show you how that works. So to get started, let's go and create a primitive, like uh, maybe a plane. I could have prepared this. I, I like to do these things from scratch so that you get the same impression that I get. 20 meter sphere, that's, that's going to be our ground. Let me just go and name that. That's our ground. Awesome. Let's create another one, another primitive. This one doesn't have to be that big. Maybe I'll just make it one meter and it'll be our light. Can't actually see that. Uh, let's go and make that unselectable. I'm going to call that a light and I'm going to move it up somewhat as well so that it actually separates here. It's very difficult to see, but you know, trust me, it's there. I'm going to spin that around in a moment. I'm also going to create one last object, which is going to be a sphere that'll stand in for our character default properties. There we go. I'm also going to make that unselected and my light, I'm going to move that to the side a little bit like so. I'm going to move it up somewhat so that it's shining from the further from the top there and then I'll go and turn that around like so and maybe yeah that'll, that'll do and like so maybe something like that is that cool no that's let's just let's just leave it like that that'll be nice as a as a starter scene you get you get the impression of what what happens here in a moment now mesh objects they can only be seen or the surface properties the emission shader can only be seen in iray so let's go and switch this scene over to the iray viewport and we're getting terribleness once again but that is because we've learned that already under render settings in the environment we've got that uh, das studio hdri image in there and we're going to go and turn that off and switch that to zero that that's one thing and the other thing was do you remember it is the scene lights switches to never and we get a completely black scene that's a good start completely black scene now let's focus on how we get that mesh light active well that happens by selecting our light source going onto our surfaces tab and in it we have the light object so ours is called light that was the primitive that's the same thing here 
if we open that, we get a list of surfaces that are defined on our object. So those are akin to what I've just said in the more complex 3D objects. You will find several of these defined. And in our case, we only have one that's called default. So let's open that up and that'll give us several channels now. Those channels are all kind of, I call them channels and they're probably called something different, but all these things, they define different properties of our surface. So translucent, transparent, what color, what texture, what uh, bump map and all that. And one of them is called the emission channel. And that's currently set to black. And that means it's not emitting anything. So that's the only thing we can currently set here, just, just blackness, really nothing else. But if we set that to anything other than black, our object will start emitting that type of light. Observe, please. I'm going to go with white because that's, you know, that's just the most obvious thing. If we wanted to tweak that later, there's, there's a couple of ways to do that. Let's get, let's get going with white and see what happens. Click OK and we see a lot of other things open up here. There's this emission temperature, two-sided emission profile, luminance and units and all that. But we can only really, we have to really concentrate very hard to see any effect in our scene. It is there. If you look closely, there is a little bit of our sphere is now illuminated from my sphere. And if I turn around, I can see that my sphere is no longer completely black. It is now kind of light gray. That's a good start. So all that's happening is it is emitting light. It's just not emitting very much light. So then the obvious choice is to go to the luminance slider here because we can't make it any whiter than white, but we can certainly crank up the luminance. So if I do that, gradually my emissive surface is having an effect here. It's definitely, you know, definitely getting there. But I have to really work hard to crank this value up to something like, well, over 300,000 to have some kind of an effect. So um, there is a better way of doing that, or I find there's a better way of doing that. If I go and reset this value here to back to 1500, which is the uh, default, underneath luminance, we have luminance units. And if you open that up, you have several options of setting those up. So the default is candles per square meters. Uh, there's also kilo candles, candles per square foot, candles per square centimeters. There's lumens uh, or lumen, I guess, and there's watt. So I'm a really simple old-fashioned guy. I like watts because it means something to me. You know, a 60 watt light bulb probably means something different. But it kind of, I, I get on with knowing that, well, if whatever 15 watts is now the default, if that is too low, I'll see if whatever 100 works for me. And look at that, it actually works much better for me. Or if I wanted something much brighter, I could probably put a 500 watt thing in there. And, and there we go. That's, that's kind of a smaller number that my brain is a bit simple. It kind of understands this much better. I'm going to go with 100 and uh, explain once again that this is now the luminous efficacy, by the way. This is lumens per watt. So this is not actually watt. This is lumens per watt. It's just that to simplify things, I just understand this as something like, hey, my surface is now emitting something along the lines of a 100 watt light bulb. That's how I envision it. It's incorrect, but it works for me. So there we go. In addition to that slider, I also now have the luminance slider. So that's still in place. I can now go ahead and crank the intensity up or down and that now has a much better control than me having to go like, like this you know 20 minutes that's just that's just no way to live really so yeah there we go that's the luminance slider that can now work in accordance with the other one if you're so inclined
I might go and pop this up to perhaps 200 so that we see this a little bit better here and then also that you can follow along whoops with the scene I can see one effect here already that is the geometry of the sphere if you look closely I can see that it's it's just you know a very low poly if you wanted to change that no problem you select the sphere the total aside here totally just throwing that in here head over to edit object geometry convert to sub d notice what happens to the sphere smooth as a baby's bottom very nice but since this is a tutorial about lighting let's not worry about that so much and go back to lighting so what i can see here is the quality of the light and that is really that is really nice i'm getting a kind of a brightish spot but it's not overly too much i'm getting uh, shadows that are defined kind of medium soft they're still a little harsh around the edges but they are you know they're soft enough which is a good starting point now let me go select my light again and show you a couple of tricks of what happens if i change my actual light object so uh, watch closely what happens if i go and uh, scale this up if i make my light object bigger uh, notice that the shadows are now getting even softer and at the same time the brightness that is emitted from the object stays the same it's just spread over a larger area so that's something important to remember if we go back to the previous one it is now giving me a lightly kind of brighter hotspot in the middle and less around the edges and at the same time the shadows are a little bit uh, sharper whereas when I go and make this bigger again then I get whoops I get this uh, the same amount of brightness over a larger surface area and as a result I get softer shadows as well the same holds true if I make this object smaller then my bright spot gets even sharper and my shadows also get even sharper so that's that's another thing to remember um, but if I put that back to where it was if I head back to my emission shader here or my emission channel in the surface properties and I just make the luminous efficacy or the luminance if I just crank that up to make the object brighter notice that the hotspot itself or the quality of the shadows isn't actually changing so that's really good news that only changes if you either move the plane closer to the object or further away or if you make the size of the object bigger or smaller in relation to where it is right now but just changing the luminance itself or the luminous efficacy does not change the quality of the lighting so that's a really good thing to remember if you're building light with that so a favorite is if you have a character in the middle of your scene and you have a light strip on the left and the right kind of slightly angled in on the character fashion photographers use that to almost eliminate shadows completely and you have a really soft light um, bouncing into your character so it's very very nice there so um, that is that with the with the lights you can put as many of them around as you like there's also uh, another thing I wanted to make you aware of if I go and, uh, and change that back to the default here I'm gonna go and turn that light slightly kind of you know just less of an angle and I'm gonna go bring that down a little bit and watch what happens on the other side of the light so right now what we can see is that my light is certainly emitting light to my object but I can also see that the light is emitting light the other way that's an interesting 
concept. So I just wanted to let you know that it exists. And uh, so by default, the object will emit light to both sides. And we have a way of switching that off. So that's this little job here, two-sided light. If I switch that off, watch what happens to the light. It now stops emitting from both sides. It only emits it to one side. And the side that Dastudio decides to emit light from is in fact the normals. I don't know if we've really spoken about that. It's kind of an intricate term. It took me a while to understand what a normal actually is or, or the fact that that is in fact a term. The normal on an object means describes a single side. It is not a real lens actually, it is a coffee cup, would you believe it? Got that, bought that at the Kodak Museum in Rochester. Phenomenal place, you should go one day. It's amazing. The normal of a 3D surface is literally an arbitrary description of surface number one. The other uh, way, this is a rubber seal here by the way, this, is, this would not be the normal. So the 3D polygons can only have one side that is the normal and the other side is not the normal. I don't know who picked that term, but it's, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just what it is. So the light is emitted here uh, where the normals are. And if you put two-sided uh, light on, then it's emitted from both sides, from where the normals are and where they're not. And if you switch it off, then it's only emitted from the side of the normals. How can you tell what side normals are? Well, that's difficult in Dust Studio, but in case of our plane, it is where the y-axis is facing. That's where the normals are. In our case of the sphere, which is also a primitive object, the normals are facing to the outside. So if you could draw little arrows into the direction of the normals, they will be like spiky shooting out. And the inside of a 3D object, which is not seen, is not the normal. So there's, there's really no need to define that. I guess that's how it works. One last thing I wanted to make you aware of while we're talking about uh, uh, things that you can do with mesh lights. If I just switch two-sided lighting off, uh, I turn my camera around to about here. There may be moments in which you frame up your object that you're lighting up and you say, hey, I really don't want to see my light emitter here. That's not something I want to see. I just want to see the effect it has, but I don't want this black square or whatever it is in the way. I don't want that. I don't want to see that. There is a way to do that. It's a it's slight bit of a hack, but we can make it work and it's, it's actually fairly easy to do. We need to lower the transparency of our light emitting object. And that is also done as a surface property Good thing we're talking about that, by the way. So under surface tab, just underneath emission, we have the geometry tab. And if we open that, the first item that comes up is the cutout opacity. And that is literally how opaque that object or how transparent the object is. Opacity set to one means it's 100% opaque. That means you can't see through it. Set it to zero and it becomes more or less invisible. Look at that. So the lower I make it, the more I can see through it. It's kind of interesting for, you know, glass windows and water. And that all works that way because it's not completely clear. Otherwise, be invisible, like the invisible man is invisible. I guess he, he wishes he would have a little bit of opacity in him. But hey, the thing is, what I wanted to say is the more you make that small here, this number, that you will still be able to see a little bit of an outline. But if you turn that to zero, there's no more light. So that's, that's kind of an intricate thing that we have to work around. If you make it really, really low, you will still be able to see that there's a bit of an object there. But if you set it to complete zero, then the object is gone. So I guess the render engine doesn't render the object anymore. 
Luckily for us, there's an easy way around it. We have to turn this into the smallest cutout opacity parameter that DAS Studio accepts which happens to be 0.0001. That is the smallest number this interface accepts. And if you set it to that, it is more or less completely gone and transparent, but you can now uh, shoot through it and it's almost like the object is no longer there. All we can see is the effect that it has. So it is still in the scene, but uh, we can no longer see it. So that's, that's exciting. That's something else I wanted to show you with uh, mesh lights, just so that you know. Now, uh, my Patreon supporters, they have access to something that I call DAS Studio Light Starter. That's kind of a mesh light starting kit. You can make kind of cool portraits with it very quickly out of the box. If you're a Patreon supporter, uh, you can you can look that up under the DAS freebies. It's, it's there. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, perhaps this is a great time to sign up. Any tier will get this freebie. And it's just a nice little thing in which I've set up two of these strip lights with DAS Studio, just like I've explained it just now. And uh, it, it makes your portraits kind of, it's a, it's a good way to get started with a new portrait. Put in the character, put some clothing on, put a pose in and uh, frame up through the camera that I've given you and hit render. That is it. So that's all I know about mesh lights. There's a lot that you can do. Some creators have set them up. If you buy a scene over on das3d.com, then you will see that more and more iRay set creators have already put lights in there. They've defined surface properties just like that. But if you're using older content, those light sources are probably not defined, but it's fairly easy to go through them and find what the light sources are, what the light bulbs are, turn them into emissive shaders, and then uh, that's it. Oh yes, there's well, that's one thing. I, well, while I was rehearsing this, while I was running through this, um, there is something I just wanted to throw in here, much like you know that this is a coffee cup rather than a lens, or how you can change the geometry of the object, uh, put some sub D on there. There is a thing uh, that some people get confused about: what's a shader and what's a material preset. A shader, and I just thought, you know, it pops into my. I'm just going to explain that to you right here. And a shader is a collection of surface settings that can be applied to basically any object. So if we head over here to the presets, we get a shaders tab, and then we get all the iRay shaders here. So I can now go and drag some blue car paint onto my, oops, onto my sphere if I were to make it selectable. I think I've just set that to the light. That was not exactly what I wanted to do. I can use a different color if I wanted to. So that is a collection of surface parameters that will work on any surface. But if my object were to have multiple types of surfaces, like this one and that one and that one and that one, I could define or drag on a shader for each of these surfaces that are defined. And then I can save on a per object basis, a collection of shaders that will tell DAS Studio where each shader needs to go. And that is a material preset. Uh, so that's the difference. The shader can be applied to a surface and a material preset is a collection of surfaces on a per object basis. So a material preset for this isn't gonna work on a character, for example, and vice versa. A material preset for an item of clothing, clothing A, isn't gonna work on clothing B or a character or this coffee mug. Pretty useless information. I thought I'd throw it in. Thank you so much for watching. In the next episode, we're going to talk about HDRI images and lights that you can build with them, commonly known as IBL lights. So that is how you light up a scene with a picture rather than light objects. Join me for that. Other than that, have a wonderful day. Take care.